Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Proverbs chapter 9. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. This is God's word. We are living in the age of the experts. The people who inform us how to best think, how to best respond in the middle of challenging times. We depend on their wisdom to guide us and lead us. I think a lot of this has to do with the internet because we have access to so much information that can be good and at times is not. I know not all of you are internet inclined, but I'll give you one example of how all this information and all this access to experts I would say, has not always served us well. How many of you are familiar with a website called WebMD? For those of you who do not use the internet, I'll give you a little synopsis of what it is. It's a website that you can go to to basically find out what your symptoms might be. If I have a rash on my neck or my digestive system's a little out of sorts, or I have an ache or a pain or a flutter in the top of my stomach, or God forbid, maybe it's actually in my chest, I can read what the doctors and the nurses and the experts have to tell me. You might think that information is helpful, and it can be. It can also lead you into a whole lot of worry and preoccupation. What did we do before we could go to the experts and seek out their wisdom? While we did one of two things, we realized, one, I might be sick and perhaps I should go to my doctor and let him tell me what's wrong. Or two, we put it out of mind and realized, yes, something may be wrong with me. Perhaps it might even kill me. So it goes. Death comes for us all. Instead, our reliance on experts and their wisdom comes with a pitfall. It presumes that the experts and their wisdom are indeed wise. We are now at this point in COVID-19, we are in the phase of Monday morning quarterbacking the whole thing and how we responded. A Monday morning quarterback is, well, football games are generally played, the pro games, on Sunday, right? So if you're a Monday morning quarterback, you're someone who after the fact, after the game's already been played, after your team has either won or lost, you've got all the answers for how things should have been handled, And isn't that what we're doing right now? We're now going back and questioning what the experts told us. 
We're all wondering if what we did was right. We're all wondering who we should have listened to. And here's the thing. Listening to the wisdom of others will only get you so far. And at some point, you have to take ownership for yourself of being wise. And that's where the book of Proverbs comes in. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Boy, that word fear rings out to us, doesn't it? Fear over so many things. And when we hear that word fear, we tend to think of terror and dread. There's some of that that goes with God. God certainly is rightly a source of terror and dread, for he is almighty, he is powerful. But to fear him is to recognize that he is the one who is driving things. He is the one who is ordering all things. He is the one who is the source of our life and our hope and our salvation. And wisdom asks yourself, who's driving things? What do I fear? Is it fear of COVID? Is it fear of vaccines? Or its counterpart, the fear of the unvaccinated? Am I driven by fear of Biden's America? Or fear of Trump's America? Do I fear falling short? Do I fear missing out? Do I fear not having enough? Where is your fear? What do wise people do? They recognize the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. They fear the Lord, the wise. They receive his instruction. Now this is not to poo-poo every expert out there and tell you that you shouldn't listen to them, that we shouldn't seek the wisdom of others, their experience, their intuition, But all of it must come after the fear of the Lord. The one who has formed us in his own image. The Lord who sustains us, cares for us, provides for us, and orders our days. The Lord who will, in his timing, take us from this veil of tears to live in his kingdom forever. The Lord who invites us to his feast. 
King Solomon, the author of the book of Proverbs, describes wisdom as a lady. Fitting for Solomon. If you know anything about Solomon, he loved the ladies and they were his demise. But he talks in the book of Proverbs about two women. Wisdom and the opposite of wisdom, folly. Foolishness. He says later on in chapter 9 that, that uh, folly, the woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. But wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. Why does wisdom build a house with pillars of stone? Why does wisdom slaughter beasts, mix wine, and prepare a table from which she says, come and eat the bread that is served to you? It's because wisdom prepares a feast. The Lord God prepares a feast for his people. And as Jesus reminds us today in our Holy Gospel, the Lord God wants nothing more than people to join his feast. What do the wise people do? They fear the Lord, receive his instruction, and they join his feast. That's what the wise do. And if we would count ourselves among the wise, that is what we would do. Gather at his feast where he, the Lord Jesus Christ, is both the host but also the meal. He the one who is slaughtered as though a beast. He is the one whose blood is poured out from his cross and given in wine. He whose body is given in the bread from which we hear come and eat. Dear friends in Jesus Christ, these days, these days which pretty much all of us have never seen anything like it in our lives, they call for wisdom. They call for us to take seriously the calling of our Lord to be numbered among the wise. Sin makes us foolish. And we are indeed, as St. Paul describes so well in Ephesians 2, when he talks about the two natures within us, we are both wise and foolish. Wise because of what our Lord Jesus Christ gives us, and yet foolish according to the sin that dwells within us. Thanks be to God that Jesus Christ has put sin to death in his death. He has put to death our foolishness. 
He calls us this day to come and do what the wise ones do. Out of fear and reverence for the Lord, having heard his instruction, come and join his feast. I know that there has been no greater joy in my time in ministry than over the past year. It's been just over a year now that we've been back inside gathering at the table of the Lord. I went back and listened. I preached on these same texts a year ago. That's how the one-year lectionary works. And um, I went back and listened to my sermon from last year where we had just come out of a time of not offering Holy Communion for almost three months. And I wrestled with that. I still wrestle with that. And I think now it was probably the wrong choice, that it was foolish to stop the feast. That being said, God forgives the sins of the foolish. And I know now that I have found no greater joy in ministry than to see my brothers and sisters in Christ here at the Lord's table. That when you come forward and I'm able, as an unworthy servant, to give you the wine that wisdom has mixed, to give you the bread that wisdom offers, to give you Christ himself, what a humbling privilege for me. Thanks be to God, we here this morning are counted among the wise. Not by our own efforts. Not by anything in us. But because of what we are made to be and who we are made to be in Christ our Lord. What do the wise do? They gather at the feast. They are fed. They are nourished. And they are strengthened by the one given to them who has laid down his life in love for us all. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.